Iceland and I am an addict. Hi, family. Whew. I want to thank God for waking us up this morning. As an addict and the morgue with a toe tag on because one is too many and a thousand is never enough. Okay, there's also an addict that's dead. Not in the morgue, but in those places that I've heard called the bandominiums. But the reason is still the same. One is too many and a thousand is never enough. I want to thank uh, everyone for just being here tonight. Uh, I really didn't expect to be standing here sharing tonight. I was going to go upstairs and uh, just tuck in and go to sleep, but uh, I'm not running anything. Uh, the topic is about unlimited possibilities. And I need to let you know that when I got here, possibilities, that word, it wasn't even in my vocabulary. If anything, it was more possible that I would continue to kill myself. That's really what the possibility was. And when I got here, I didn't know that I had to stay here. I thought I would just come here and get cleaned up and, you know, go on my way. Um, I, I do need to let you know that I am from Baltimore, Baltimore Maryland. Uh, our region is called the Free State Region. It's the Baltimore area. And um, several home groups, but one of them is no longer bound. But I'm also a product of Fayetteville, North Carolina, a retired Army brat. My father was a um, member of the Triple Nickel and 82nd Airborne, and my son still resides here. He was also uh, in the 82nd Airborne, and actually that's why we're here, my husband and I, to uh, participate with my son at, at this convention. And uh, we've been waiting a minute for this. <laughs> Really? You know? Yeah. Yeah, because I definitely didn't see that possibility. All right. <laughs> but uh, in any event, uh, I need to let you know that um, I was a uh, professional crack smoker. I smoked crack to the best of my ability. Okay. I also can tell you that um, I got here in May of 1999. And thus far, there are no relapses in my story, just for the day. Because I could get up tomorrow and make a bad decision. And even though I'm not from Fayetteville on a regular, I still don't think I'd have any problem going out figuring where to get from. Okay. Because I know it is a just for the day program. Also got here with a... Um, heroin habit, you know, um, not because that was necessarily my choice of drugs, it was my husband's choice of drugs, and if I didn't have what I wanted, which was crack, or he didn't, you know, it was what? Give me some. Let's be real. Uh, and that gentleman right there, he's just the cutest little guy. And I remember that when I got here, one of the things that I was really hoping it would be a possibility of is that my first grandson who hadn't been born would come into this world with a grandmother that was not using. 
Okay. I can't say that about my sons. All right. And uh, I know that when we get here, we all get here, and I got here, you know, really, I really didn't really think it was about me. I, I just, I just didn't want to be the grandmother that was in the bedroom um, that couldn't talk because I took that really big hit. Okay. Uh, I remember my son being home, uh, visiting from Fort Bragg, and he had just gotten his first little car, and, you know, he came home to Baltimore, and he ran the streets all weekend, and uh, when he got ready to go, as he was getting ready, it was some drugs in the bedroom, and they kept calling my name. And I really wanted to wait until he left. But the disease was more powerful than anything I wanted that evening. Right? And I remember easing into the bedroom, you know, and then when he got ready to go, I had took that really big hit and I couldn't talk. And I stood at the top of the steps and I couldn't open my mouth to say, please be careful. And just before he could get from uh, 95 to Fort Bragg, he flipped that car over. But I couldn't say, son, be careful. But what I know is that the same God that watched over me was watching over him because he walked away from it. In fact, he's walked away from a couple of accidents in Fayetteville. You know, um, so it was God's grace and mercy. And not the fact that I could open my mouth that night, because I couldn't. But I think about that. That could have been the last time I saw him. But God saw, God saw fit for both of us to see something different in life. Possibilities. I just wanted the pain to stop, right? I, I was miserable. And, and at the end, of it, I was pretty much using against my own will. You know, um, I, I didn't look like this when I got here. I might have weighed about 90 pounds. I wore maybe a size one, and I could put sweats on underneath, and they still weren't, you know. All that fitting. Um, I didn't sound like this. I ain't had nothing to say. Nothing. I would come in, I would sit in the meeting, and um, I really didn't want anybody to even know I was there. I came in with a reservation that, you know, I wasn't sure this could work. Had no idea what the program was even about. You know, it just went right over my head as far as my life. But I remember um, a old-timer telling me at my first convention that I got here just when I was supposed to. I thought I had got here too late. No, he said, no, you, you got here. I'm like, well, okay. All right. And um, my reservation was that this might not work. You know, it... 
it looked good, it, it sounded good, and, and, the, and the people looked like they were, you know, getting better, and, you know, they were smiling, and um, at the end of the meeting, they went out and they got in nice cars, and they were talking about jobs and houses, and you know, I had that stuff. I never had a problem getting stuff. My problem was keeping stuff. All right? Had a lot of cars, had a lot of jobs, you know? I remember having a good government job and um, also counting up how much retirement I had, money in retirement. And one day I got in my car and I opened up the sunroof like I had it going on and I wrote him a letter where to send my resignation, you know, where to send my uh, retirement check to. Needless to say, that didn't go real far, right? Um, I was just really killing myself. And, and, and it was almost like that, that um, mirror on the right-hand side of the car. You know, objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. You know, you can tell me I ain't have it going on when I got in that car that day. You know, I thought possibilities would just be endless. No, I was headed to the end of the road is where I was headed. So it was really just a downhill spiral. You know, um, for a while, I was able to stay just a couple of steps ahead of the disease, but not really. You know, um, at the end of the road, I went from being a homeowner with the good government job to being homeless with a good gas station job, a good gas station job that I stole from on a regular. I mean, I'm a recovering thief, okay? I'd steal everything that wasn't nailed down, whether it was chips, coffee, um, money, gas, you know, I figured out a way to just manipulate the whole entire gas station. You know, that wasn't good, you know, but we can recover from a whole lot of things when we get here. And um, I have significant clean time in stealing from employers because it didn't stop as soon as I got here. <laughs> that was a process. And even today, I really don't want a job dealing with anybody's money. No. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not trying to test myself. I know my capabilities as far as other people's money. And, and I don't want to be in that position again. But when I got here in 1999, it was shortly after my brother-in-law was murdered. He was murdered. May 1999, Mother's Day. And I remember being up in the window in Baltimore City and, um, you know, you hear gunshots and all that stuff. I'm in the window. I hear gunshots. You know, I'm signifying, right? I didn't realize they were downstairs in the very house that, you know, we resided in. It was one house, but it was broken down into apartments. They could have came in there and killed us all. I'm in the window signifying. And what it showed me that night was how quickly life could end. And it also showed me that this disease is so powerful 
that you don't even have to be using drugs for it to kill you. Because he wasn't an addict, but he was caught up in the lifestyle. And they say, well, if the drugs don't get you the lifestyle, well, and it took him away from here. That was a rude awakening. And today is his birthday, and it's real ironic that I stand here today. Because when I met my husband, he was, um, my brother-in-law might have been two. Okay, I've been married a long time, almost 40 years, right? So I remember him growing up, and he was almost like a child of mine. So yeah, it's real ironic that I stand here and today is Tyrone's birthday. So I, de I dedicate this opportunity to those that got caught up in the lifestyle. You know, this disease don't play. You know, um, when I just kind of play my tape back and I, and I look at my life now, I can just describe it as being, I'm just so grateful because it didn't used to be like this. Not at all. Since coming to Narcotics Anonymous, I went uh, back to school. And um, they went back to a university where I started in 1974. And they went way deep down in the basement and found some leftover credits. <laughs> I could kind of start, you know, back to school with. I went back to uh, college when I was 50, right, scared, you know. But I was told to come, go into the classroom like I came in here. They, My husband told me, if you sit on the front row, right, you're going to pass and they're not going to fail you. So I sat on the front row for years, and uh, I was pretty much the old oldest one in the class, and they would go, Miss Linda, why you sit on the front row? I said, well, that's where they told me the A's were, right? And when I graduated, uh, I graduated at the top of my class with a GPA of 3.948, and they started sitting on the front row with me in class, but I was only doing what I had learned here, you know, because nothing really made sense in school at first, just like it didn't make sense in here at first. But I just kept going back and I kept showing up. And um, one class at a time, one day at a time, next thing I knew I had a bachelor's degree. I was there for a year before I even realized what my degree program was, because they just said show up. And that's really what I did. And I'm like, oh, is that what I'm gonna be? Okay. Oh, I'm getting a degree in that? Oh, okay. And, and I just did what I did here. I just showed up and did my best. I left there and went straight into a master's program. You know, I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? You got a degree, why don't you just go ahead and, you know. But what I found was the master's program, it was, for me, it was just easier than the bachelor's program because I only got to take fun stuff. You know what I mean? But in any event, um, I, I didn't think that was a possibility when I got here. You know, that wasn't on my list of stuff. 
I, I just wanted the pain to stop. And, and everything that, that came along with coming here a day at a time, it, it just really wasn't on my list. You know, um, I didn't think I'd be a homeowner again. You know, we lived in the crack house. <laughs> you know? Now we're the people that, you know, live in the nice home, you know, with the driveway and the flowers out front. And just like back in the day, they knew that that was a crack house and we were different. They knew exactly why. But today, we live in the nice home with the driveway and the flowers, and they know something is different, but they can't always put their finger on why. Because unless you are part of this unique family we call Narcotics Anonymous, people can't, eat, can't always figure out what it is about us that makes us so special. They know it's something, but they can't quite put their finger on it. You know? When I started college, I majored in Young and the Restless in Spades. And it got me academic probation, you know? But way down the road, there was the possibility that I didn't see where I would graduate summa cum laude. I'm like, who knew? You know? And what it goes to show is that just by showing up here a day at a time, the possibilities are endless, you know? I talked about the gas station job. You know, they fired me, right? Right. But, you know, I, I've also been fired in recovery and not for stealing. One time I think it was for doing my job too well. But then again, really, it just really wasn't where I was supposed to be. You know, um, it's difficult. It was difficult for me being fired from a job when I call myself practicing a program, living the right way, doing the right thing, going back to school, getting an education, to be fired. I didn't see that possibility coming. I went on vacation, and I came back, and they told me they was moving in a different direction, and I wasn't included. I'm like, well, excuse me, you know? But what I also learned in this process is that when you haven't done anything, you have to make sure that your rights not violated. They violated my rights. And, you know, because of that, they wrote me a nice check with some zeros on it. Imagine that. But what I know is that had I been in active addiction, I wouldn't even have cared about that. And it really wasn't about the money, and it was kind of sort of about the money, but it was about the principle of it. You can't do that to me. You know, I'm just not that easy to, to make go away anymore because I don't have to run and hide. I hadn't done anything wrong. So it was about standing up for myself. Today life is just so much different. Whereas when I came in here in 1999 and I was trying to get myself together so when that grandbaby was born that I wouldn't be the grandmother hiding in the bedroom. Now I got seven grandbabies. They were like coming a year at a time, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time I got ready to celebrate, I had another one sitting out there. But what I can say is that that first one, Chris, 
is the reason why I came here. But just for today, the reason that I stay here is because of me. You know, at some point that changed, you know. And he's been coming in here since I could carry him in my arms, right? He thinks he's a trusted servant sometimes, you know. And he's been known to tell people to uh, keep coming back, you know, call your sponsor and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, all of my grandchildren have attended a meeting or two with me. And uh, my youngest granddaughter, Shelly, she likes the home group we go to because they have donuts. So we can always count on her to want to go to the meeting or even have her grandfather bring her back. Can you bring me back one of those white powdered donuts? Right. Because they go there and they know people are getting better. They go there and they are comfortable, right? And I really don't think they really have a clue exactly what's going on other than the donuts, right? Or which meeting has what. But they do know that it's important for us to go there. Because they may call, where Papa? But he had a meeting. Oh, okay. They don't have to ask what meeting, you know, what kind of meeting. They know. You know, they know where we go. But as a result of coming to these meetings, I'm able to be a good grandmother. I can't go back and change any of those things that happened when my two sons were growing up. I can't change that. I've also learned not to let my past with them let me be a hostage or an ATM machine. It took me a minute. <laughs> okay? It took me a minute, and that was a process. Because I was okay, as I learned in this process after doing some step work, I could say no to the wants. I had a difficult time saying no to the needs. But then what I realized is that as long as I kept saying yes to the needs all the time, then I was enabling them just like somebody did me. So I got better with that. and. Um, it's not to say that they can't make a phone call and call me and my husband and ask us for something, right? But sometimes I say no, and I'm okay with that, you know, especially if it involves asking, can you borrow my car? No. Okay, no. Mm-mm, no. Some things I don't share. My car is one of them. Call your father. He'll share his vehicle. Grandma doesn't share hers. Okay. Um, no, mm -mm. you need to go somewhere, you need a couple of dollars of gas. N no, mm -mm. I've had my car, my current car since uh, 2010. And the only one that's driven it is my husband, right? That I'm aware of. <laughs> you know, but no, you can't borrow my car. And I'm okay with that. You know, and I think my oldest son was testing me the other day. He wanted to call and say, um, you know, we want to go down and visit the sundown here, you know, Thanksgiving. We need to flex. Really? No, you need a rental. Okay? Well, you need to get your van fixed. Right? And I'm okay with saying no. I'm okay with that. Um, nope. Uh-uh. That's, that's not happening. But um, just for the day, as I became a good student, 
in school. Now I have the opportunity to um, sit on the other side of the desk. And um, one of my jobs is as an adjunct professor. Who knew? I definitely didn't see that possibility. Somebody calling me professor. I had to look around to make sure they were talking to me. Right. You know, but I do the same thing there that I do in here. I talk about how we get through life without killing ourselves. Okay. I went to treatment, right? And I sat in the chair on the side. Now I just sit in the other chair. Right? I always wanted to own my own business. Now I got my own. I'm like, wow, possibilities are endless here. But it's all contingent on me coming in here doing the right thing, regardless of whether it feels good or not. Because sometimes doing the right thing doesn't always feel good. Okay. I came in here and I got with the steps. Um, I, I didn't fight it. I ain't had no fight left. None. You know, I was at quiet surrender. Now, I did t have to tell you that my reservation in the beginning was a little teeny crack pipe. Just a little teeny one, right? Just in case this stuff didn't work in here, right? And I wasn't using it, but I still carried it. And you know that part of the meeting where they say, you know, go out and take, uh, no, uh, uh, no, I'm holding on to this. But then as I kept coming to the meeting, meetings, when I would go home, I'd put it in a trash can. I still wasn't using it, right? But I hadn't given it up, still a reservation. So I'd go back before trash day, and get it back out. And then I realized one day that the trash man was going down the, down the street and he had already picked it up and I hadn't gone back out to get it. Reservation was lifted, surrender, you know. Yeah, this program works in and by itself and it will work without my permission a day at a time. Everything I have, everything I aspire to be is because of this program, a God of my understanding, and the people here in Narcotics Anonymous. This is my family. This is who I call before I call a sister that I was raised in the house with, okay? This is where I come when I'm hurting. This is where I come when I'm feeling good, right? I don't base my life on life. My life is based on this program. Because without this program, I don't have a life. It would be abracadabra bum, you know. This has given me the opportunity just to be on the other end of the phone when my son says, you know, they're having a, a convention in Fayetteville. I'm like, really? I couldn't wait to, like, really? Really? That, that 
definitely wasn't nothing I saw coming, you know. And he couldn't be here tonight, and uh, he's on house arrest. Because <laughs> some judge saw something in him other than putting him behind bars, you know. And the people of this convention were nice enough to let my husband get his newcomer um, today so he can be here tomorrow. You know, and we had no problem saying, well, he on house arrest, he'll be here tomorrow, can we get one today? They said, sure. But that's what this program is all about. You know, yeah, that's what this program is all about. So the possibilities here are endless. I, I don't know what the next 15 years going to bring. Right. I do know that tomorrow when I get up, I'm going to thank God for waking me up. And I'm not copping. No matter what. You know, um, I do know that whereas that good gas, gas station job that I stole from, I went on an interview a couple of weeks ago, and you know, they offered me more money than I asked for. I didn't think that was possible. Because nobody was asking for, you know, they wanted to know where to cop, do you have half, and all that, you know. So the possibilities are just really, really endless. This is my original basic text. It's falling apart. I definitely, I, I can't even take it out this cover anymore. But when I got this basic text, I was so much in a fog, it didn't even make sense to me. And I read it backwards. I read the stories first, and then I got to chapter 10. And chapter 10 is more will be revealed. That's my favorite chapter, right? And in closing, from chapter 10, it talks about Joy doesn't come from material things, but from within ourselves. Indescribable joy comes from sharing from the heart. This way of life is better than the hell we lived. It's better than any life that we have ever known. Each day more will be revealed. My name is Linda. I'm an addict, and I'll keep coming back. Thank you. Sharon, Linda. I'm Cindy. I'm an addict. And our next speaker is Lorenzo from Lumberton. I'm an addict called Lorenzo. Just grateful to be able to be here to hear the message of hope. And the promise is still the same, freedom. Thank you, sister. Thank you. I, I definitely need to like continue to like let the butterflies settle down because um, I always get like nervous when I like have to stand up and like be totally honest about who I am, and, and it ain't always easy to tell the truth about who I am. But I know that freedom comes when I do. So I'm a decrease that the God of my understanding may increase and. I'll be just his vessel to share a message of hope um, about what the topic is about tonight. It's about recovery as a field of unlimited possibilities. And I remember, like, getting here and, and hearing something like uh, in our readings that if, 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 if I would have set any expectations 
on what I was going to get, I would have sold myself short. Uh, I would have came way short up on the stick. Um, I'm glad that uh, the committee of the Greater Sand Hill area, which is my home area, uh, 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 um, asked me to share my experience, strength, and hope. Um, and I thought it was supposed to speak tomorrow night. <laughs> so I was going to try to get prepared, like, you know, like, uh, like go in my little man cave and, uh, like, you know, do some chants and, uh, you know, like, uh, talk to God in a way that I talk to him and, uh, and, uh, like, so when I come up here, it'll be all about me, be me and, uh, God has a sense of humor. At least my God does and, uh, he said, nah, what's in you is, uh, a great deal of humility. And, uh, long as you stay humble, I got you. And when you're not humble, I still got you. I just beat you a little bit back in position. See, it don't take much for me to line back up with God's will today because I knew how far I was out of his will, way out of his will. Uh, uh, didn't know that either. Didn't know that I was running on self-will till I got to the rooms and not constant I just thought I was this, this rebellious kid. I knew that was one thing. That I was, was rebellious against all society and all mankind. Um, um, and I fought hard to stay in that rebellious state of being to the point of killing myself. Uh, and, uh, and the drugs was, uh, gonna do that for me. It was the easier, softer way than me pulling the trigger. And, uh, so I said, I'll do, and let me get honest with that. I didn't even know what I was doing it that way until I read it in the literature that most of us were slowly committing suicide. And I was like, that's what I was doing. Now I knew about the two ODs that I had prior coming to the rooms. Uh, well, I, two that, I talk about them. There was a lot of them that I couldn't say nothing about. You know, where I, I couldn't, they was telling me to go and get in the shower and, and just uh, uh, calm down and, 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 and run the cold water on me. They're just holding me in the water so I can come down. And, 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 and standing outside of a brother's house that we don't know, free base so, so much that, uh, that I can't, I'm paralyzed. You know, the, the dope had me so I couldn't move. And, um, and, and, and I didn't know that. I thought it was fun. Um, but, uh, getting here, the stories are different on how we get here. But when we get here and we identify ourselves as addicts, I understand what it took for you to get here too. And, 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 um, I come from a little poor town, like, Lumberton is poor, but you're going down the Fairmount, it's a little bit more poor. It's a little bit further down. And, uh, and I had the best parents, man. That's what, like, you know, like, I don't know how the disease, like, I didn't see it active in my, in my mother and my father. You know, I didn't see them drinking and drugging. You know what I mean? And, 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 and they didn't. Um, my dad was like one of those guys that like, he stood up at a podium too and, and he talked about this, this guy that, that, that he had a relationship but, and then he tried to share him with me as a little boy so I can get that relationship too but I couldn't get him at that time. And, um, and so, so, and my mother, I, I call her, I label her like she could have been Mother Teresa, uh, uh, one of those saint women that, that she was just had a beautiful heart. 
and, and she tried to give him to me too, you know, and I just couldn't get him. Uh, I just couldn't get him. Uh, so like about 10, my dad died on me, and that was like, like me and my dad did everything together. I thought we did. I'm the 12th of, of 13 kids, and uh, and when my little brother came along, I was like, I was mad, boy. I'm like, why you, you brought another one home? We five years apart. But um, when Dad died, that was like Eric. My whole world did a, a 180. It like went somewhere, and I went with it. And when he was in the ground, I stood there and I cursed him at the grave. I was so mad that I was like, "I dare you, down me. You had a chance to raise all my brothers and sisters, all except the one that was eleven." below me because he had a chance to raise those guys, you know what I mean? And I missed that. I missed like going to uh, Boy Scouts and Dad wasn't there, uh, or the football games and Dad wasn't there. And I was trying to, you know, just couldn't have those things. So I just dropped out of school, did everything that, that was bad for me. And, um, and so by the time I got to the ninth grade, I was like, totally off the chart. Uh, uh, my friends in school was telling me that uh, I was a junkie. You know, I'm coming from like a little old farm out. Nobody was like sitting on the bench. You didn't see nobody walking around like spikes in the arms like you hear like in the big cities and stuff. All the guys talking about you see the, the junks and the winos. Oh, nothing like that going on down there or even in Lumberton. <laughs> so somebody had been somewhere and saw something about somebody like to label me as what I was doing at that time about 14 or 15 years old that I was a junkie already. And uh, and I didn't know what it was, but I know I kept getting high and I kept getting high and I kept getting high, and even to the point of trying to go in the military to, ch to break the chain. Uh, in the military, you could get high, so I got high in there. I was still the rebellious little boy, so like when I didn't take all as well. And uh, so, you know what they did? They gave me a general discharge. Thank God I got a general. And they kicked me out of the army and... Um, and then, like, uh, that's like 77, so by the time 82 come around, I'm like full-blown. I think I'm about 22 years old then. And my brothers that was older than me had a, a business. And, and that business that they had was causing people more hurt and more harm than anything that I've ever seen. I didn't know why the people would come and they would like stay around the house and they was like, like couldn't leave. You know, they'd be laid out for days around the house. I was like, okay. And we had, they had noticed I said we, cause by that time now I'm there with them and, and doing the same thing they was doing. And, uh, and, uh, they would, uh, tell me, say like, you can't go back into this room. <laughs> you know, I, everybody that came in that house, Wanted to go straight to that room. That's where everybody, straight to that room. And so, one day, um, I found myself in that room, and um, and that's where it all, like, went totally downhill. I think that was about 82. I think I got my first charge at 82, salt, tension to kill. Um, life was just, like, really bad. Uh, and um, and I got my next charge about 86 um, with selling 
that stuff that my brothers and them were selling and um facing a lot of time or every time that seemed like they and and, and and God must have knew I couldn't do prison time because <laughs> he wouldn't let me stay incarcerated but like the first time was like uh, I was facing two 20 year sentences and, and, and only came out with 120 days so he was saving me for something and um, and it didn't take me it took me to 90 when I got I think my last charge in 90 and it was for doing the same thing distributing uh, 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 stuff that that I like to use too, and 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 uh, and, uh, and that was a place. But once again, a little slap on the hand, uh, intense probation, and the whole time. Now, I had to share something about how I didn't like being a dark-skinned person in America because I just didn't like how we was treated. So I figured, like all foreigners that came in this country, whether you were dark-skinned or not, you had an edge on us being dark-skinned in America. So uh, my family uh, tree runs through uh, Jamaica and, 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 and stuff like that. So I, like, said, okay, when I got with them guys up in New York, they was, like, cool. You know, they grew the dreadlocks, and they was, like, you know, they knew how to smoke weed, and and, 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 and they would play this Rastafari thing. And, and I said, like, okay, I'm going to doubt that identity. And so I did. Uh, I, I, I became a roster farer and, and, and I love the roster lifestyle and I was treated like I was not an American. It was like night and day. I was like, dang. And I did that for a long time. But you know what? I was living a lie. I was living a lie. I came in this room and, and, and at the end of the road, I said, I just came back from the, out of the country. We was doing some stuff, uh, uh, in and out of the country and one of my friends uh, was real close to me um, we were real close and I betrayed his trust with me and um, and we fell out about that and I found myself like in my friend like uh, I walked away from home and um God Almighty. You know, when you stand here and you start like reflecting back on life, you start looking back, you, you just like, I get kind of choked up because I know I shouldn't, honestly, I shouldn't be standing here. And, um, and so I got to the rooms. I stayed on that probation for like, for five years. Intense. And I would like tell the, my, my PO that look here, look, I'm a Rastafarian. I have to smoke weed. I had to smoke weed regardless. And, and she brought the lot. She really did. You know, and, and I said, I supported my religious makeup. I got to smoke weed, you know, and, and uh, uh, I didn't, we didn't call it weed then, but anyway, she, she kept slapping me on my wrist and, and she said, like, uh, so, and it's amazing. I came off in probation in, 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 in 96. And the day I think proud of getting off in probation. Uh, or right after I got off from probation, I got clean. My clean date is um, 9-16-96. And, uh, and I ain't had no gaps. Uh, no gaps in my recovery. And so I, I really wanted to say I qualified because I used chemicals. But I qualified because I had the disease of addiction. I qualify because I have that disease. There's something inside of me that 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 that, that just messes me up on any given day. 
drugs played a part of me finding the identity that was what was wrong with me. You know what I mean? Drugs helped me get to a place of brokenness that 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 I can look in the mirror now and and and, and love who I see. Without the dreadlocks, without pretending, the stealth process and all that good stuff that like 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 how the literature is open. Uh, uh, I, I believe in the literature. Uh, I believe in the program of Narcotics Anonymous. Uh, uh, God has really saved my life, and, and the program of Narcotics Anonymous teach me how to live the life that God has saved. Uh, it gives me some 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 a foundation that that no matter what happens in life, I, I know I don't have to use drugs anymore. But see, now I don't have to use people, places, and things either. When it talks about the field, when the field, when the field, the field is like broad, it's wide open. There's no limit to what we can accomplish. Listen to your accolades and how you like went back and got everything like boom. And I was like, wow, I was sitting there. I was like, God, that's awesome. You know, you know. Who would have thunk that, 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 that people like us that weren't supposed to be here tonight, uh, uh, because of the lifestyle is supposed to have killed us, caught up in the grip of a, how it says, a continuing and progressive illness whose ends was always the same, jails, institution of death. I mean, we were, I was caught up. I don't know about your story. I can only say I was caught up. And to a point that where God just like, you know, I believe in the wine press today. I believe that, that when, 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 when I got to that place of brokenness, it was everything me struggling in the field to get to the place where they can press me. Where I can be pressed. Where, where the good oil can, can be dripped out of this, 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 this grapevine or, uh, or olive oil or olive, whatever that's in me. God now, he, when, he just squeezed me down just a little bit more. Okay. So, my sponsor always tell me, said, talk about current stuff, Lorenzo. Talk about where your life is today. And the field today has brought me to a place where I can no longer deny the truth about emotions, feelings, and, 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 and why not my life friend is sitting here with me. And my little boy Python is sitting here with me. And and so I gotta be honest because see for a long time I wouldn't share my my heart would have. I wouldn't. And I told her, like, coming upstairs, I said, look, man, you might not want to come upstairs with me because I'm going to talk about us. You know what I mean? And so at the risk that everything that God has done in me has brought me to a place of truly brokenness that um, I can no longer deny, deny the emotions that I feel. That's a feel of what recovery has given me and the limited possibilities that I can love someone and not be afraid of them leaving me and not being afraid of them hurting me you know I'm not being afraid because that's one of the issues that I kept denying at bay the wall I kept the wall of no you're going to do me just like that other one did you know what I mean you're going you're going you're going you're going you're going to walk away like my my daddy didn't walk away. He died. He was 65 years old, 64 years old. I'm lucky to be here. You know, man, having me at 54 years old. And then my mama, thank God, they were still doing a do though. So they're like, let me be here, you know what I mean? So, anyway, I'm, I'm, the field is like really spread for this addict. Um, 
I, I, I used to like paint. I don't, I don't really paint no more like, like before. Matter of fact, I don't paint at all. God has flipped the script for me. Uh, only in the Venice, I didn't see that either. Uh, uh, you know, I thought that I was going to like ask God, like, all my painting that I did back in the days was like good. I made really good money. I smoked it all up. <laughs> I smoked it all up. So, you know, so when I, when I got clean, I said, God, let me, let, let, let the lifestyle that I live now represent me. And so, uh, I love landscaping because that's what I do today. Uh, I'm, 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 I, I, I create art in people's yard. Um, I, I love landscaping. I love being able to put my hands to work in the ground and, and, um, and that's what I do. And I didn't see that in 1996. Um, I, I really didn't. I didn't see none of the things that has come back in my life. Uh, I walked away from a home. God blessed me with another home. Um, uh, uh, material stuff is all good. I love to have nice things, and, and that's good. But the field, what I want to talk about a little bit is inward. The little boy that, that, that started using probably about 13 using drugs, but I remember doing something else at a little, at a, at a few years before that, that I became addicted to. Um, I became addicted to uh, uh, the opposite sex as a part of my story of being able to have more than one partner at one time. And it happened at a young age. Uh, I had a twisted view of women because of what happened to me as a little boy by a woman. Not one woman, but more than one woman. And, and it got so twisted that by the time I became old enough to realize what was going on, I had a friend that his sister did that to me. And every time I would go over his house, I would make sure he wouldn't be home so it could happen again. And, and it kept happening that way. And, 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 and I want to say that, that something happens here. And, and, and it took me some time, like, like to get to those places in my step process to be able to like deal with those issues. You know, and 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 and, um, and find some freedom, and that's why I probably treated um, every woman that that has came in my life um, along the way was as 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 an object. Up until I did the work recently, I'm talking about recently. I got 18 years. I just celebrated 18 years, and over the last past four years is that we've been in a relationship for five, and I wouldn't even say it was a relationship. We were friends. <laughs> you know, so that's so I can stay sick. You know what I mean? That's so I can stay sick and, and continue to do the things that I wanted to do because I don't have no commitment. I'm 56 years old. Uh, I don't want to settle down. And that was my story. But... When, when, when change, when God brings about, when my HP brings about change in my life, he'll put something in my life that'll rub me. And it'll keep rubbing me, and it'll keep rubbing me, and the more I resist change, he keeps rubbing me, and he keeps rubbing me until I submit to change. This is change. And it's a healthy change. Because it's helping me like take life to a whole nother place that I, 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 
I'm glad to be going. You know? I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be headed in a direction where I don't have to, like, resist my feelings anymore. Can you practice the principle? See, the field talk about with the first in the first gift that I got was acceptance. And in the acceptance part, it says that I had to be able to accept the things that I cannot change. And, 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 and encourage to change the things that I can't. So that acceptance piece was the first part I had to accept that I had this disease for number one. Drugs was a part of it for number two. But the core part of it is, is, is these two components that this thing talk about, man, that, that rocks my world every day. They don't go nowhere. The obsession and compulsion don't leave me because I've been clean. I still have obsessions and compulsions to do a whole lot of things that I don't want to do today. I love shopping. And I don't like cheap clothes. I dream up, po. <laughs> wear cheap clothes. I did. We had to wear hand-me-downs. My dang old brother gave me his shoes and had holes in them and I had to put cardboard in them. And the bottom of them. You know? But I gotta like say that there's a limit to everything. You know, I, I think for a while that when I brought like five pair of shoes at one time, well, like back to back, I was buying shoes. And these they weren't cheap shoes, but it's okay. I wanted them. So that's the thing. That's that self-centered part of my disease because I want it. So the program says now I can shop with some responsibility because if I'm not if I am a productive member of society. So then I need to be productive in all areas of my life. I need to practice these principles in all areas of my life. Um, I think I got honest enough to like say that, you know, um, coming here tonight, what has happened in my recovery is that where I share it now is that I've did some things in the last past four years in the rooms that I'm not proud of. And, and when I see people in the rooms that I have like had relationships with, females that I have relationships with, I was like, I'd be like, it cringes me. Because I know that I don't know, like took some sickness of my sickness and got some more sickness from another individual that was sick, and then I like let my sickness get on them, and it'd be like, wow, I can't do that. For a long time, like it happened, I got married. I married an addict in the room, uh, 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 and we was married for uh, seven years, and and I waited till I was forty-four years old to get married, so I was like ready to settle down and. And because she wasn't, uh, we got a divorce, and, and, and something happened with that divorce. I didn't grieve it before I came back into the rooms with my sponsor. We didn't do step work through it. You know, I, I, I said, just let me run for a minute. And when I said, let me run for a minute, that means I'm for the room. Wow. I went back to that rebellious state, and I began to see women in a different light again. And I began to say, like, I know you're sick, but I'm sick, so it's okay. And um, and until I hit that wall of pain again, not from them, but from the way it was making me feel, because it took me back to how I was feeling when I wanted to stop using drugs. And when it took me back to how I was feeling like I wanted, like I like I was using drugs, I knew I was getting further and further to that place where we call we, we relapse long before we pick up. And uh, and, and 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 because of behavior, and if, when you don't change your behavior. Uh, 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 in your attitude, when I don't change my behavior and my attitude, I'm setting myself up for failure. And, and because of that, uh, I found the way out. 
and the way I found out again was through this process called recovery. Uh, the field is wide open, and and as honest as I can be to myself, is it's the honesty I can be to anybody else in my life. Uh, if I tell you half truths, that means I'm lying to myself some too, and I and I can't. I can't lie to myself. I love Lorenzo enough to be able to be totally good honest with who I am, what I am, and what I came from. I know that I'm not the same individual that came in the door in 1996. I know that. Regardless of how many times he shows up, I can say you arrested too. If my, if the dope part of my disease is locked up for life without parole, then each phase that God of my understanding short shine a light in my life, and, and, and he shine a light on an area of my life. I cannot go longer, no longer be in denial about it. And that's what he did. He said, "Look, you, 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 you're a wet back. You're resorting back to to a behavior that I don't have brought you up out of. Why would you want to go back into darkness again when you can love being in the light?" I want to read something because this this is how how my recovery like helped me. You see, I, I wear glasses now. So I can help see that these are five folks. I'm in uh, the living clean journey continue. Uh, and I, I, I said for a long time, if not Carlos Nelson didn't write no other book, we had enough literature to uh, sustain us. Was I wrong? Because our recovery is ongoing. Our recovery is ongoing. So I'm so grateful that the addicts that says that we need something else because the journey does continue. And, 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 and living clean, I was downstairs uh, 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 looking at some material down there. Some, and, and one of the things says, uh, clean is the new, the new sexy. <laughs> I said, I'm like, I'm like okay. <laughs> it looks good on me, don't it? Okay, it looks good on y'all too. Uh, it says, uh, we love, we are loved, and our lives have meaning today. We do remarkable things with our life, sometimes by accomplishing big goals and sometimes by simply by being ourselves. If I can do anything else, I'm so grateful that I'm who I am. I'm so grateful that, 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 that the door of limited possibilities, I short-circuited. Can't nobody else do that but me. You know, I, I stopped the growth process. Programming the basic text told me, I think, and the basic text says, I can no longer blame people, things, people, places, and things. You know, can't even blame the disease no more, not that, now that I know the makeup of it. You know, the disease ain't drugs. <laughs> the disease ain't, ain't how much dope I put in my body, you know. It's not new if you're a newcomer in this room. It has a point to do with it. But it's definitely locked up in an in, in obsession and compulsive disorder. It's locked up there, you know. And uh, with, 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 with the love that I have for myself today and for another human being, I can no longer use another human being to satisfy me because I'd be getting high if I did you know what I mean 
And every time I got hot, I could never get enough. Even to the point of ODing, I was still going to the place to get it again. You know, and my story is like I tell people, and it ain't no lie, I got clean with a pocket full of dope and a pocket full of money. And still was no suffice. There was no happiness on the inside of me. There was nothing there. It was a big hole. Big hole. And what the God of my understanding did for me, he came and stood in the middle of the hole. On the day that I got clean, and I hadn't got high in three days, so some y'all might think that I'm about to shoot you one, but it's not. He gave me an out-of-body experience. He said, that individual, you never have to go back to. He let a shell of a man look down at, he let uh, uh, his spirit man look down at a shell of a man and say, that individual, you never have to go back to. And it's been a beautiful ride. I wish I could, like, share and tell you that, that it would be like, it'll be anything that you want it to be. It could be hard. Or it could be simple and easy. What I found out on the journey, how hard it is, is when I resist something. You know, when I don't take the suggestions that my sponsor or, or my network shoot to me, when I when I go to them crying about like, hey, uh, 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 I don't want to stop this behavior because it feels good. I said, well, keep doing it till it feel bad. Keep doing it till it feel bad because it's going to feel bad because if it ain't spiritual, we know it ain't what? Practical. If it ain't practical, it ain't spiritual. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, I just know that God has been good, man. And as honest as I can be uh, in this room tonight, uh, 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 I have I feel that I have freed myself just a little bit more. I ain't in denial about my emotions. Uh, 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 I, ain't, I ain't ashamed of what, what has took place because I know that this thing, when, when it, it, it says we can't even walk together not less than we're in agreement. And I think that has something to do with unity. You know, it talks about therapeutic value, one added helping another without parallel. Um, uh, some of the other things that I do today is that uh, I um, I run a recovery, spiritual-based uh, recovery group, and 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 it's biblically based. And 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 it's like when I think about when I stand up here, I be thinking about my dad. You know how he used to like talk about this power that he had tapped into that was way greater than him, and I didn't get it the way he got it. You know what I mean? I had to go get it the hard way, but I got it. I tapped into this power, man. This 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 energy, this spirit that 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 that's 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 loving. You know what I mean? That 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 holds me when I don't. We can't nobody else hold me. You know what I mean? He used to say, "Cry, son, cry, 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 cry. Don't stop crying." Cause when I came in here, I couldn't cry. I wouldn't shed no tears. But I'll cry in a minute. I almost got balled up just a minute ago because I was thinking about how this gift, man, the gifts that we got, hope, commitment, uh, 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 freedom, you know, and the freedom that we got ain't free. You know, you're going to pay. I paid for it out there to get here. You know what I mean? I, and I share this and I say, mercy, mercy got me here, but grace keeps me. You know what I mean? I remember what it was like, you know. And I remember what it's like each time I overcome in the rooms. I'm talking about when we talking about laying down some stuff, I had to lay down some stuff up in here and continue to have to lay down some stuff up in here. Those bright ideas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those bright ideas that I don't run by somebody else and talk to them like, look, man, what do you think about this right here? I had to talk to my sponsor about, about, about integrity because I was making so much money 
with my business. You know, I mean, my pockets was getting fat. I was doing whatever I wanted to do. And, 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 and he said, you write your own check, but write it with integrity. Don't take those people money. You know, those people don't know that I don't, I don't have the accolades that you have, like, with the, behind your name. They don't know that when I show up there. They don't know that about me. They don't know that I use dope. You know, they don't know that. So when I show up, I'm like, somebody, they, they like meeting for the very first time that don't know my past. You know? And they trust me. They write half down and the other half when I finish doing the work. I owe that to God in this program and lock house numbers because if they knew, they wouldn't even let me come on their property. <laughs> huh? We're like, no, sir. No, sir. You know, and I, sometimes I used to get worried about them whether they would like do a background check when I give them my name, right? You know, where like they would go back like, and do a background check and like pull up my record to see what, what, what was, what was up there, you know what I mean? But if they did, I could still explain. I said, that was then. You know, that was then. I said, yeah, I lived, throw a stone if you want to. No, you don't have to, but they don't know nothing about my past, man, and I want to keep it that way. Program says I can keep it that way. You know? Tell me, I don't have to start over. I can keep moving forward. No, because if I use, I definitely gonna lose. I'm gonna lose the self work that I have. Look, I came in with low self esteem. I don't have low self esteem today. It tries to knock on my door, but I tell them, "No, nah, that's okay." I gotta remember from which way I came, man. If I if I if I practice, this is how low self esteem comes on me when I'm doing something that's not spiritual. Then it start making me feel less than again. You know. You know. So. I'm just grateful, man, that, that, that uh, God has given me an opportunity to live a life like I never lived before. And that's why uh, I, I, I like the dash, and we do recover. The dash says that I can change it. See, my, you know, we, we're going to get another dash. You know, I was born in 1958, and it's going to say dash whatever day that I leave this world. But see, I got a dash now, you know. <laughs> the program gave me a dash. You know, it's in the readings. We do recover. Jails, institutions are there. Dash. Or we found a what? A new way to live. That's what I found. A new way to live, man. And, 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 and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I don't know what else I can say that, 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 that could help nobody but me. I got so much gratitude about this program. Uh, I'll probably fall short if I keep talking about how much it, it means to me. But as the thing says, it is. Recovery is. A field, a l l unlimited, unlimited possibilities. So what that means to me, there ain't no ceiling here. It's off. And I can just reach as high as I want to. And I, I can go on back to school. I'm scared to go back to school a little bit, but I got to go back. When she said she went back at 50, I'm 56, and I know I can go back. I done went back a couple of times, and like, you know, I want to make money, so, you know, I said, like, do I really? I was like, man, I start kind of comparing myself with people. Bill Gates and all them, when they dropped out of school, they didn't make, you know. I ain't got to do that, man. Go back to school, get your little paper that you want, and and, 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 and don't worry about the small stuff. Just go ahead back and get it, and I'm going to go back to school, and I'm going to get the little paperwork that I want, because I want that potential up in my office to say that, 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 uh, 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 uh whatever it's going to say. Any old way, uh, look, uh, Recovery is good, guys. 
It really is. And uh, I thank y'all for sitting here for a moment and listening to me uh, share what God has given me to give to you. Thanks for letting me share.